The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Brenda, you have a son or a daughter? Actually, it's not mine. It's my grandchild. It's your grandchild. <laughs> so your grandma. Yes. And uh, w- uh, what do you have, a grandson or a granddaughter? A uh, grandson. And how old is he? He's five. He's five years old. And tell me what's going on. Um, he has been raised in a, an abusive home. Hmm, mom or dad? Both, actually. Really? So you're, is it your son or your daughter who's abusive? Uh, my son. Okay, that's and, sad. And his yeah. wife. Yeah. Um, I don't mean physical abuse, I mean mental abuse. Give me one quick example so I know what you're referring to. Um, calling him names. Okay. Swearing at him. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, neglect at Neglect. All? Mm-hmm. Uh, telling him, you know, that, that he's never going to see me again, that, uh, you know, stuff like that. And he's very attached to me. Okay, why is he so attached to you? Well, because I'm the one who always rescued him when they were fighting. They used to live above me, and I would run upstairs and take him out of the environment. Okay, so you you were a wonderful island that he could retreat to, um, having more of a sense of normalcy. Right. Yeah. And your your question is what? What's going on now? Well, of course, he's out of control. Yeah. And even at my house now, I go and pick him up and bring him here. Of course, he never wants to leave, and he will run away and run into the trees, and the parents have to chase him. And Good for him. <laughs> what is, he, what is know, his behavior just, saying? I know that, but it's yeah. horrible. And what, what, what uh, you know, he throws tantrums. It's saying I just what? Don't. What does he say in his tantrums? Well, <laughs> I mean, I know what he's saying, but it doesn't help any. What does he say? He's saying that he's afraid. He doesn't want to go home with them. That he feels safe with me. So he, he the, this is a highly traumatized child that you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, so, who yeah. adores you or at least feels safe around you. I'm jumping the gun here. You may not, I'm assuming he adores you. Right, and but now he's getting to the point where he's not even listening to me. And I knew because, that that was coming. Because it sounds like he needs rescuing from his parents. It sounds like they need to be reported. If They've they, been if, reported four times. They've never whom? taken the child out. Twice by myself, twice by neighbors. Isn't that unbelievable? I it just is got chills when you said that. You you turned in your own son, who was yes, abusive to the, your grandson. Yes, I did. And so the problem is not the the problem is yes, your son, but the bigger problem is that the what we've set up in society to protect your grandson is not working. Right. That when you report it, what actually happens? Do they just get a house visit or a slap on the hand? Or well, they what? have, they have uh, 24 hours to come out, or 48 hours, I think, within that time. So they came out, and um, as long as they have food in their fridge, yeah. and there's no dog feces on the floor, they can't do anything. They can't do nothing. Yeah. They don't even check the child to see if he's, you know, if he'd have bruises. Of course he doesn't because he's not, as far as I know, being physically abused. It's all mental. And that's so what are your, uh, so see, uh, can you imagine someone trying to escape from a prison camp and they finally get to a, a safe haven Mm-hmm. And then the people in the safe haven keep sending him back to the prison camp. Or not a prison camp, but, uh, um, 
some political prisoner. I wasn't thinking that he was a bad kid, you know. Right. He he escapes from a concentration camp and they keep sending him back. Now I'm exaggerating obviously yeah, there. Yeah. Uh have you called the police at all? Oh yeah. The newspapers? No. Okay. I didn't know that that was something I could really do. Well, I'm just trying to think. If you wrote up a story, uh, it could just be a letter to the editor about the Child Protective Services and how they are not serving your grandson. Um, well, the thing of it, yeah, the thing of it is they have no, no right. Uh, protective Services really has no uh, pull at all. Okay. They really it don't, de- which I didn't realize until I called them a couple of times. Yeah, and unless you know. the unless you if you can it what about going to the pediatrician and having the pediatrician uh document information, but you making the the visit to the pediatrician with your grandson. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. Well, what's he going to document? Uh, you don't have anything to document. You don't have any personal stories or anything that you... Yeah, but none of that does any good. Okay. So been, basically, what you've got is a legal problem. It, with this psychological problem with your grandson, I worked with highly abused children. I mean, they were sexually abused, they were physically abused, broken ribs, you name it, everything. And I went to court many times... Um, and it, it it really varied. Sometimes I was horrified because the kids would be doing to me what your grandson's doing to you. Please don't send me back to my mom or dad. Please don't, don't, don't. Right. And I had nightmarish stories, police reports and the rest. Yeah. And my, we would go to court and the judge makes a decision and it's totally out out of my hands. Now that, you know, that is so sad. But what can you do? You can be a reliable island for your grandson at, at a minimum. You can get the books on my website, drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. Mm-hmm. How to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk. Okay. You can help him open up more and express what is going on at home. You can keep a log and document the information, but you can have a lot of fun with him because what he needs is to see joy in life. He needs a contrast, and he needs to know that you're on his side and working with him. And then the parents, I'm assuming it's hopeless that they would never read a parenting book and clean up their act. No, I have tried everything. I have tried Um, everything. Yeah, I would would work with a pediatrician if if there's a way you can even take him to a psychologist. That may help, too. Oh, yeah, okay. Because that's what I did for a while. Okay. So, listen, thank you so much for your call, and I wish you and him a lot of happiness. I think he's a, a kid that's starving for it. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com, and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. One skill necessary for effective communication between romantic partners, and anyone for that matter, is to listen attentively and politely with full focus for clear understanding. If you're tired or distracted, let your partner know that this isn't the best time to discuss anything important. Such consideration sends the message that you value your partner. However, sometimes you need to listen even when you're tired because your partner may be in great need at that moment. Give suggestions only if it is clear that your partner wants them. Often your partner simply wants to feel understood. 
You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.